Suara Muda Assalamualaikum, Tashahau Yabdiya Rakingi Vanakam My name is Syed Sadiq bin Syed Abdul Rahman I'm the proud public servant for all Malaysians I've always been a believer in democracy that in the end we win or lose in the hands of the people not in political squabbles among the elites 2018 was a truly landmark election not because Pakatan Harapan won but because it was a people's victory but things changed very quickly in February 2020 when a party which I co-founded a party which I built from scratch turned its back on the public. Bersatu then decided to engineer together with AMNO and other parties the notorious Sheraton move in which a huge group of MPs suddenly pulled support and backed the so-called Malay Muslim government. I did not accept that. And despite fighting tooth and nail against it, I lost that battle. And subsequently, I was expelled from the very party which I co-founded, the first political party which I ever joined in my life. And I vividly remember how painful it was for me because it was perpetrated by the party which I co-founded. I remember before the final Basatu meeting, which led to the Sheraton move, there was a Majlis President Pakatan Harapan meeting. On a Friday night, it was at Yayasan Kepimpinan Perdana. Before that meeting, I already contacted many opposition leaders, friends in cabinet, maybe Gobin, Anthony Loeb, just cautioning them, please do not push too hard tonight because I suspect that my party wants to do something radical. If not, why would my party suddenly call for a meeting on a Sunday morning? Then the meeting was not confirmed. It's just everyone was on red alert. So I suspect there was something. And I knew this because... One week before that meeting, I was randomly called up to Tan Sri Muhyiddin's house on a random night being asked to sign a statutory declaration supporting to Dr. Madi as Prime Minister, which I thought, why do I need to sign this? I mean, everyone in opposition supports this. Why do I need to sign this? And then there was this discussion about, oh, maybe we're going to work with AMNO, which I said outright, no. It is wrong. We will be rejected by voters. It's not a good strategy. It is against my conscience. And I remember then, Datuk Sri Hamza said, Wah, you are young. Why are you so vocal like this? But that's his view. And from that night onward, I was no longer invited to any of the <laughs> so-called closed-door meetings. I was immediately an outcast. But when Sunday came, I remember they really did not want me to attend the meeting because I was actually scheduled to be in either Kelantan or Terengganu. I didn't receive the invitation. I was only informed at the very, very last minute. On that Monday morning, thank God my house is in PJ and the office is just like five minutes away because suddenly the meeting was brought earlier out of nowhere and everyone was already there. So I immediately suspected this will be something remarkably bad. I vividly remember that day I didn't shower because I was like, what the hell is a sudden meeting? I had to rush there and I wanted to see to knock to my day first before the meeting because I knew it was a trap. And thank God I arrived slightly earlier. Even though all the others were already in the meeting room, I was waiting right outside the chairman's office. And immediately when to Dr. Madi arrived, I mentioned to him, I think something is happening here. And it's something which I'm against. 
the so-called formation of this new Malay Muslim government which will destroy our country. I remember in that very meeting room, there was Tan Sri Muhyiddin, Datuk Sri Mukhris, Datuk Sri Hamza, Datuk Nadin, Peja. I shared my train of thought. Then, Tun agreed with my view and I was very happy. But it was a fatal mistake then. And the fatal mistake was, after that small pre-council, since Tun has stated his views, I was pushing, okay, then let's just end the meeting, right? And there's no need to have this so-called emergency meeting since the chairman has already said this, the prime minister has said this. And in the Friday's meeting, there was some pressure, but in the end, we were able to resolve it internally for Tun to step down immediately so there is a proper transition after APEC and we will all respect that timeline. So I thought, hey, there's no crisis. So why not cancel it? Prime Minister agreed. But then the others then said, oh, but the Supreme Council members are already here. Let's just brief them. So I thought, okay, it's just a briefing. And that was a fatal mistake because that briefing was not a briefing. It was planned, coordinated, votes ready to be whipped up. And when we entered the meeting, it was practically, what, 30 against 6? And I was most vocal against it. I pleaded so many times saying that this is not just about Tun or Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin, that even if Tun were to say the same thing, I will fight and object against it. My party president then said, if we don't do this, then Basatu will be wiped out in the next election. This is for Basatu's future. But my argument then is, if we're wiped out in the next election, we're wiped out in the hands of the people. It is our fault we fail to govern well. Then let it be. Why are we so afraid to lose power till the point that we're willing to subvert democracy for personal interests? And we have more than three years to go. Heck, at that point in time, it's not even two years in government. I mean, miracles do not happen in two years. And this is not even two years, it's one year and a half and you expect suddenly 60 years government and problems can change in 20 months. Impossible. But obviously I was in a minority and in the end the decision was made. Meeting then ended quite late, about 4pm, 3pm. Tun went back home and then suddenly I received a call, all of us must be at Sheraton at night. Which again then confused me. I'm like, huh? But just now, no one mentioned anything about Sheraton or being at Sheraton. It's about giving the Prime Minister the flexibility to decide, at least on the timing. I remember I wanted to verify, so I went to Tun's house. For the very first time ever, I was blocked from going to Tun's house by the police. I had to call Tun City to allow me in. She had to calm down to open the door. They were all shocked. That was allowed in, and when I entered, I asked Tun immediately, Tun, do you know what's happening? He said, what? And then Tun was blank and asked, what's happening? I said, Tun, you know that all of us are called up to go to Sheraton. And just to confirm the story, I made sure that I brought another witness who unfortunately went to the other side, which is Rina Harun. It was Ketua Armada and Ketua Srikandi together. I obviously contacted a very close friend of Tun to come as well to help pre-council. So when I asked this to Tun, Tun said, huh, what's happening at Sheraton? They said, Tun, all of us are called up. And then I remember how angry he was. Don't do this. His whole rant. And it's me and Rina listening. So then I asked, so Tun, what do we do? We already called up there. And Tun said, Sadiq, the same way like how you fought this morning in a meeting, fight them during the meeting there. So I went there with a very set mind to argue, saying that this is wrong. The Prime Minister and the Chairman is in the dark, do not consent, and do not know about this. 
I remember immediately when I went up, there was a pre-council with all the Bersatu MPs, chat by Tan Sri Muhyiddin then, and I told him exactly what happened. Obviously, a lot of people were pissed off at me, which is fair, and they're entitled to their views, but I didn't mince my words. I said, this is wrong, this is unethical, what is happening doesn't represent the party and what we decided. And then immediately after that, the meeting was cancelled. Instead of there being a meeting among all party leaders, it just became a fun dinner. I obviously went back immediately after. I called up Abang Mat, Guaneng, Datuk Sri Anwar and pleaded for them to go and see Tun immediately the next morning to sort this out. That's exactly what happened. Next morning, they all were at Prime Minister's office. I was there as well. And after that, when Tun didn't turn up, because Tun was at home, I brought them to see Tun Oktamadi at this residence, hoping to find a middle path. And that's when a lot of emotional conversations happened in between them. But one thing led to another and now it's history. Why does this matter? It's not about pointing fingers and according blame to one party or the other. I believe what I learned most importantly out of it is politics should rise beyond personalities and should rise beyond personal conflicts. As a country, we need to build strong institutions, not strong personalities. I think if we have strong institutions of democracy, this would never happen. Anti-hopping law, term limits, decentralization of power, proper checks and balances. It is civic institutions which outlast politicians. And it is civic institutions which we need to build. It doesn't sound as sexy as a political personality, but it outlasts that political personality who may start off as good, but may turn up to become something else. Personalities change. Institutions remain and stay and become stronger. That's how we make Malaysia a developed country which is governed with great integrity. And that's where I realise that in order for me to move forward and to turbocharge Malaysia, it's not merely about bringing Syed Sadiq forward, but it's about building a strong, principled team who believes in the same values, vision, agenda, to turbocharge Malaysia forward. A team of Malaysians who are not judged by their race, religion and the colour of their skin, but on their principles, their values, their offering to the public, having a heart of service, not one which is driven by political greed. 